Welcome to episode 10 of Three Count Life. I am Maria and I am joined by my favorite people, Kyle and Chris. How are you guys Yo. doing tonight? Good. How are you? Doing good. Fantastic. And I'll tell you why I'm fantastic tonight. Oh, I think I know why you're fantastic. I'm sure everyone <laughs> knows why. If yeah. you know they don't even me. Have to listen to this podcast, they will know by just watching Dynamite. You're damn right, if you know me. <laughs> Even you didn't have to watch Dynamite. No. The king has spoken, and MJF wants a title shot. Okay. Mm-hmm. So, we all know how I feel about that. He gave an excellent promo. Promo of the year. Promo of the year, honestly. He threw some jabs in there, if you caught that. I'm not going to say to wear, but if you did catch those okay. stone cold jabs. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, his entrance and the way they set up the ring for him and he had a podium. That's king shit. He deserved it. That's my guy. I think and, uh, one thing, one other thing was when he was walking out of his dressing room down the hallway, it was kind of reminiscent of that. uh Remember that video that yes. was going around when he was in WWE and he was behind? I forgot who the fuck. I think it was, was. Samoa Joe. Samoa Joe, yeah, and he mm-hmm. was like, sit, and he was and he like gum. pushed him. Yeah, and he pushed him, and, and he was sitting there chewing gum. And the guy, when he walked out the room, somebody in the hallway put gum in his mouth, and he was walking down the hallway as if he was Samoa Joe. I thought that was a nice little, you know, play on actions. I definitely caught on to that. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yes. Okay. Um. He's come pretty far in his career, I'll tell you that, for being his age. Uh, I also love the fact that he had the podium. Like, when, when he walked out into the interest ramp, you saw the podium, and you saw a piece of paper sitting on it. And you're like, you know damn well he's not going to read he all this paper. He is not reading off the he's, paper. <laughs> yeah, it's like, why, why have a paper right there? He didn't look at the paper one time. He stared at the camera the entire time. And that's that's just how you know how great he already had it you know set in his mind <laughs> it's just you know i can't describe how good it was i can't even begin to describe it the fact that the promo was a decent amount of time and he didn't i don't think he stumbled at all on the promo am no, i wrong he, ever, he, went, he hardly ever no. does he no. hardly ever does he is he's a great wrestler as he proved because people were saying at one point MJF can't wrestle he can only talk can't wrestle he can only talk we've never seen him really wrestle but people didn't see him on the indies and he did the match with Jungle Boy and people were like holy shit he can wrestle and uh so he can wrestle and he could cut a promo like the promo definitely still stand out for him but who can cut a promo I want to know your honest opinion who right now in wrestling can cut a promo as well as him and as just as well executed as MJF? Okay, okay. I will give you this much. He's he may be rusty at it because he's on commentary right now, but I I still think Samoa Joe has one of the best promos. He's right up there with MJF. Like when he's on fire. And he, when he starts just picking people apart, well, like he's okay, one of the top ones. 
Wait, like when he when he had that personal thing going on with AJ yeah, Styles. Yeah, yeah, the, yeah, the AJ stuff, the daddy's home shit. Yeah, yeah that, was, that cool. was pretty cool. I and then I'm... and then the stuff with Jeff Hardy that he had about talking about his alcoholism and that. Yeah. Like, that was awesome too. He definitely touches on topics that most people <clears throat> I don't think would touch on, which is, mm-hmm. you know, uh, the but MJF I think is different because he will. He's not insulting just other wrestlers. He's insulting us. He's and, insulting everybody. And we eat it up. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because... he's insulting humanity. Exactly. And we eat it up. Why? Because, well. Because it's awesome. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's not offensive. It's a, it's a TV show, right? So, I mean, I don't know. There's so much I could say about him. I, I like the, I, I do want to point this out. I like the fact that they're using logic and they're using the truth behind what he's saying to make you to make you get more even even more pissed off about it. You know, it's not just talking shit and it's just like, yeah, he's just talking shit. He's not making sense or, you know, it doesn't really matter what he's saying. He's just, you know, making fun of the other person. But this he's actually using like facts to prove his point, And that's what's pissing off people even more. Mm-hmm. I agree. Yeah, it nothing was a... pisses off people more than facts. <laughs> exactly. The cold hard truth. Stone cold it, truth. It was a uh, a different type of promo from what we're used to. Um I thought it was fitting though. But fitting for him, absolutely. He is the king. I've been calling him king since before wait, since Dynamite aired, I think. For the first time. And then next week he's gonna give a uh update on his campaign <laughs> so, so we're gonna get more of it so looking forward to that already yeah uh well so he's getting a title shot at the next pay-per-view no 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 correction he, he's getting the title at the next pay-per-view okay I, I have but... no doubt in my fucking mind he's gonna win that title there's no way you're gonna take that away from him Okay, but next week, Darby Allen gets a title shot? Yes, uh, yes, that was great. I I love that tag match at the end of the night. That skateboard, that skateboard with the thumbtacks he shoved in the back of Ricky Starks was fucking epic and brutal. Ricky Starks sold the living shit out of that. That was amazing work by him, too. That's a great pickup by AEW, by the way. But, yeah, they won that match. 30 seconds before they went off the air, they announced that as I'm, I'm pretty sure it's going to be the main event of next week. And I have no idea what to even think about it. My mind's still, you know, racing about it right now. I don't really know. I mean, you know, you know, nothing's going to come of it. You know, there's not going to be an upset. I highly doubt that because it's leading up to MJF and Mox. Okay. So we know, we know that. Darby Allen is not going to win the belt, the title, whatever. I don't think there's going to be a true match. Honestly, I don't think, you know, something is going to happen. It's just going to be DQ. It's not going to be a clean fight by any means. And with all the hype of MJF being undefeated, Moxley is not going to be the one to break his undefeated streak. No, no, no. I'm completely convinced after tonight that is not the case. Hmm. What what do you think, Kyle? 
so I didn't I didn't get to see it yet. So um, it's not for the TNT title, right? It's for the AEW World title. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mox is AEW champion. Hmm. Hmm. Have to put some thought into that. Yeah. <laughs> but speaking of the TNT title, I personally absolutely love what Cody's doing with it right now, with all these open challenges and all these you know people that you you're not hearing of regularly coming into AEW and having these great matches with them. I mean, look what they did with Ricky Starks. They already signed him just from that match he had with Cody. And now we had Eddie Kingston last week, and this week we had fucking Warhorse on there. Like, yeah. it's just great talent coming in that you don't, you know, indie darlings that are becoming stars slowly in AEW. Mm-hmm. So that's, I, I, you know, speaking of the TNT Championship, that is, I, I absolutely love exactly like Cody's doing everything right with that championship. He's building up prestige. He's getting new talent on the scene by you by using that open championship for that title. And it's just just glorious to witness. But anyway, back to the championship <laughs> fight. <laughs> no, I think that I was going to ask you, I missed the match with Warhorse and Cody, and I wanted to know how it was. It was okay. It was great. I mean, it wasn't it wasn't as good as the Eddie Kingston one. It, I still think Ricky Starks was the best one. Mm-hmm. Eddie Kingston had the better, the best, you know, like coming out and doing his promo. His promo work before the match was excellent. The match wasn't as good as the Starks one, but it was still great. It was no DQ, so it was you know a little more high octane um, than this match. Um, Warhorse just, I, I haven't seen too too much of him, but I know that like he's an internet sensation in the in on the Twitterverse and he's an indie darling to a bunch of people. Um, not sure if he completely shined doing everything he does on the indies here. I don't know if that, you know, really showed his colors tonight, but um, I mean, it was still a solid match. I wouldn't say it was the least best out of the open challenges with new people coming in that we've seen in mm-hmm. my opinion, but it's, it was still good. And I still like the, I'm just talking about the overarching, idea of what Cody's envisioning by utilizing this title and bringing new people in that's that's what I love about it the most so I I agree Cody being the big name that he is um in wrestling and taking in lesser known people and giving them an opportunity to be on TV and be a part of something big is fantastic really and then after that match tonight, um, I let's see. After the TNT Championship match, uh, Cody retained. Duh. Then the Dark Order, a couple of minions came out and attacked Cody. And then we had a debut tonight of um, Z- Z- uh, what was it? Matt Cardona, formerly yeah. known as Zack Ryder. Known as Zack Ryder. Woo woo woo. So he came out and helped Cody, and I think that's leading to a tag match. So he's going to have his first match in AEW next week. It's him and Cody versus two numbers. Can't remember their name. <laughs> yeah, five okay. and five point five, and I don't know. Yeah. Anyway, his debut match is next week. So that's another another t- you know talent picked up by them. So that's great. I don't know. I I, I was never a I didn't watch 
WWE when Zack Ryder was like the United States champion and, you know, doing his, you know, his at his peak point in WWE, if you want to call it a peak point. So I really never got invested in the guy, but I do know he's a good worker. I have seen him wrestle just in the latter part of his WWE career. So I really want to see what what they do with him and how he can actually transition into a, a different type of um, a different type of wrestler than what he was in WWE, because I know he's not doing the woo woo shit anymore. Right. So I hope that he's I hope that he's going to become, you know, something more edgy or something more just just evolved, evolved into a better wrestler. And I, I know he's a great wrestler, but I want to see I want to see more of that more of his personality come out and see what he can actually bring to the table in W in AEW. So. I agree. And you know what? <clears throat> I have to say AEW is very, very interactive with the fans. OK, mm-hmm. I mean, they had put their talent as the winner. Yes. Okay. I'm getting there. Getting there. Uh, but they put their talent in StarCast, um, which is fantastic. Although to meet MJF costs double of what everyone else costs. And I really like was disappointed to know that that was the last StarCast they're doing, they said, I think. Um, oh, really? I really, really hope that they change it and do another one. I heard that that was the last star cast, the one in Baltimore that I went to. Um, thankful that I did get to go and meet MJF, but um, I would love to go again. And, and if I get to go again, I, I want to just stay for like the whole weekend and do it. Um, but they're very interactive with their fans and they do the secret hashtag. And, um, I had no idea what really it was at the time. I just saw it pop up on the TV screen. Oh, I'll hashtag it and tweet something out. Um, it was during uh, the Jurassic Express match. Last yeah, week. last week, yeah. yeah. Yep. And so I, I just tweeted it out, and I don't, I don't even remember what I said. Like, how could you not love... Jurassic Express. I think it was short, sweet to the point because I didn't know really that what I was doing, right? Like I'll just, you know. Did you see it on TV or did you just see a bunch of people on the timeline tweeting that hashtag and you're like, okay, maybe I should tweet this. Yeah, (laughs) both. I'm like, well, everyone's talking about it. So like I could pull a tweet off here. Um, And I did. So I did not know. I was just being a follower. Okay. No idea. Uh, I heard there was something going on, but I didn't know. I thought it was like, you know, one hashtag per show. So the next day, I get a DM from AEW like, you won the contest. (laughs) I'm just like, what fucking contest did I win? But thank you. (laughs) And uh, that was pretty cool. I don't win anything. And I have no luck in my life. So Did they they tell you what you're going to get? They didn't tell me. I um, I had to just give them all my information and my shirt size. So I asked a couple people who are a little deeper into the whole Twitter scene than I am uh, about, does anybody know what you win? And somebody said they heard people want sunglasses, a face mask, and a shirt. And here, here's my irony. So literally like a day or two before the – Dynamite even aired. I went and ordered myself an MJF shirt, 
and a Darby Allen face mask. So, <laughs> what's my fucking luck, though? That's what I'm saying. Like, I, yeah, but I, I mean, you could get somebody else. I mean, there's plenty of other options, so hopefully you'll get something else at least. Yeah. I mean, I'm thankful. Don't get me wrong. Um, I, I, I mean, what's better than one? What's better than one Darby Allen T-shirt? Two Darby Allen T-shirts. No face mask. Oh, you oh, think like you got maybe I'll get? If I don't get MJF merch, I don't know how they can even pick me as a winner. That's that's all I'm gonna say. Well, hopefully they'll go back and see some of your previous tweets. <laughs> yeah, I was gonna like, say they, they don't this, they're not paying this any is attention. A MJF fan. They're not paying any attention. <laughs> no, they're absolutely not. No, I know. It's probably Jurassic Express stuff because that was the tweet that I went on. Yeah, probably so. Well, yeah. let us know. Keep us keep us in the know. Yeah, I will. Um, but yeah, that was my cool thing that happened last week. And so wait, that was the only hashtag that you tweeted last week? That's how you knew it was off of that hashtag? Yes, that's the only hashtag that was a secret hashtag, apparently. That I tweeted. Oh, that was the only one last week? There was three this week, I think. No, there was more, but I yeah. didn't know. So. Oh, okay. So that was the only one you tweeted. So, okay. Okay. Yeah. <clears throat> gotcha. So, they're very well, interactive I, with their fans, and uh, I'm very appreciative of getting the win for that. Yeah. I did all of them tonight, so fingers crossed. <laughs> well, I hope you win something. Hopefully. Because I don't have a lot of AEW merch, but I plan on getting some more soon. Well, you can order some on Pro Wrestling Tees. <laughs> yes, you can. <laughs> so, I will. moving on from that, we we like how interactive AEW is with their fans. They do great meet and greets. Hopefully, we'll get that again when uh, life comes back. Um, but let's roll into NXT. Kyle, you have some kind of rundown for it, right? Yeah, of course. And I'm not going <laughs> to screw it up. So the uh, big takeaways from NXT tonight, this week, is the opening match was Tegan Knox and Io Shirai versus Dakota Kai and Candice LeRae. One thing NXT has been doing lately is starting the uh, the show with a lot of action, and this one did not disappoint. Uh, Shirai uh, nailed, uh, what's her name, LeRae. With the beautiful moonsault for the win. So it was a very like fast-paced, intense, fun match. So I, I love a wrestling show uh, that starts with such an intense match. Um, the biggest moment was Keith Lee uh, responding to Karrion Cross Because uh, we saw what Cross did to Jack last week. And... Um, so Keith Lee comes out and he gets into it with Cameron Grimes, who comes out talking a bunch of crap. And uh, <laughs> Lee literally drug him to the ring with one hand by his neck, which is hilarious, and uh, starts just laying into the dude. And before he can do much more damage, which there was already a ton of damage done, uh, the lights drop, right? And then Scarlet appears because that's what she does. Um, and... Lee powerbombed Grimes in time for this to happen. And on the big screen is Cross himself. And he literally gives Keith Lee an op- uh, a choice. You either give me the title shot or 
you're going to find out what the hard way is, a.k.a. Cross is going to just take out everyone close to Lee. So Lee didn't hesitate. Um, <laughs> he did accept the challenge. So it is happening. Keith okay. Lee and Cross are going for the title. The triple threat match, the main event tonight, was really good. It was for the, uh, oh, what was it, the U.S. Championship at TakeOver? Another qualifier match. Yes, North American. To qualify for for that match. Okay. Yes, so this was a new, uh, the next qualifier. And it was Finn Balor, Dexter Loomis, and Thatcher. You put those three dudes in the ring, you're going to have a great match. And they did. Um, surprisingly, I was surprised. I don't know if people are as surprised as me, but uh, Dexter Loomis actually won. So um, Over he, Finn? Yeah, and he won by choking Thatcher out, which I, because, you know, Thatcher is the submission god. So I thought, I thought that was interesting. So I, I think Loomis is getting a huge push right now. Yeah. Not that he, I, he deserves it. He deserves it. I I've liked him since the first time I saw him. He he was on NXT periodically, like he'd come on maybe once a month, once every other month, and there was just something about him that I really enjoyed. But now that he's been getting more airtime, I, mm-hmm. I guess he deserves that push now. Yeah, yeah, he's definitely well, he's definitely uh, stepped up, you know, rose to the occasion. So, you know, at some point, like you mentioned, he's gotten. They said, hey, you're gonna get some more airtime, and he's making the most of it. So. Um, I was just surprised because I, I seriously thought Finn was going to be back in the mix. That, that's all. That's why I was surprised. So, well, can can they the people who lost this match still go into another qualifying match, or they are completely out and they're not in? They're not going to be in this match for sure. No, they're they're out for for now. So, um, there there won't be like a losers bracket or something to bring them back in. Okay. How many, wait, how many people are going to qualify? How many people are going to be in the end result of this match? I believe this was it. Okay, so how, oh, so, so who's, who are the people that qualified? What's his ass? So Loomis and then... What's his ass? What's his <laughs> talked about it. We talked about it last week. Oh, who the hell was it last week? I don't remember. It was Gargano. Hold on, see? You caught me off guard, Chris. <laughs> Well, anyway, it's three of them, so it's like a triple threat for it. Hold on. I'm just going to say while Kyle is doing yeah, whatever. Yeah, remember the results. I'm a little bit of a simp for Finn Balor. I know he's married, but man. Jesus Christ. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Bronson Reed. That's who it was. Oh, yeah. yeah. Thick thick boy. Though. Yeah, thick boy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, thick boy and Loomis. And I believe the end result is going to be a triple threat match. Okay, so Thick Boy, Loomis, and Gargano? No, Gargano was in the match and didn't oh, win. Oh, okay. Okay, yeah. so there's still one more qualifying match. Yep. This takeover is soon. A couple weeks still. Well, what's the last... Did they mention who the last triple threat qualifying match is? Um, uh, no, they may have, but since, like I said, I had to watch it on a jank yeah. version tonight, I didn't get a lot of audio. <laughs> So. <laughs> All so right, that was well, the main was, event. Okay. Yeah. That sounds about it for NXT. Yeah, I mean it was a very another wrestling heavy show, which I prefer when it comes to NXT, honestly. Let me say oh, hold on. 
I'm going to go into Maria mode right now and say something. This is totally, you guys have no idea what I'm about to say. So tomorrow, the ratings are going to come out for NXT and AEW. Mm-hmm. Okay. And I am included in some collage that someone made. Okay. And every time the ratings come out, this said person who I told him to keep me in the, you know, we're, we're cool. It's fun. It's all fun and games. But, um, I guess last week, AEW demolished NXT in the ratings. Yeah, it wasn't even close. Yeah, it was like 200,000 person difference or something crazy. So my picture came up, you know, like in this collage that I'm in, because I don't know why the fuck I'm in it. And even he said he doesn't know why I'm in it, but probably because yeah, you're an MJF, MJF Mark. Yeah. I'm an MJF Mark. I give a fuck. Kinda, and I said why. to him, then bitch, keep me in the collage, right? So me, I was mad at first, and I, you know, talked to him, and he was like, uh, you know, no hard feelings. It's a joke. I'm like, all right, I'm with the joke. Roll with it. So... I feel like if AEW beats NXT in the ratings, which we don't give a shit about, um, that my picture will be in that collage again, posted everywhere, because people just love to be negative all the time. I don't know. It's weird. It's weird. It's very weird. Add the... The time and effort to pull people's profile pictures and put it in a collage to me, I could be doing better things with my life. Absolutely. Um, I don't know what the fuck. <laughs> I mean, god dang. I mean, a, a meme here and there is funny to make for wrestling shit, but I mean, why would you go throughout the internet wrestling community and pull 20 people's faces and put them in a collage and okay. then you, proceed to you make saw them? it. You saw it. Yeah, I saw it. Yeah. Okay. But so I laugh at it and my friend made me one of just me, you know, like I took all 10, 15 spots up and I said, use this next time. If you're going to use my face, make it about me. But uh, (laughs) I don't know. Uh, I have to say this, though. We all, you know, when we have a chance, we watch WWE. We don't completely hate WWE. We just Uh, tend to. um, I wouldn't go that far. Well, you're not in the picture. Well, you're talking about just the people in the collage. I'm going to speak for myself, okay? I personally don't hate WWE. Uh, There's some stuff that I like. Um, I don't hate them either. Yeah, and I don't hate NXT. But I'm going to say this, and I don't give a fuck. I don't see AEW fans making collages of WWE fans. I'm just going to leave it at that, okay? Like, the immaturity level from one fan base to another is ridiculous. So, then I guess I can understand the demo. It's kids watching WWE, correct? Because they're sitting around making collages. I'm going to shoot from the hip. I'm going to shoot from the hip here. WWE fans 
is either 50-year-old plus or little kids that shouldn't even be on fucking Twitter in the first place. So, yeah, you're right. But that's where I was going with that. School was, you know, remote. They had nothing better to do except crop people's pictures, which is creepy, by the way, into um, collages. I mean, I'm okay with it now. Um, I get the joke, and I stand by being an MJF fan, but I still find it a little fucking creepy. I don't know. Uh, and if I ever caught my son doing that, he's 15, gonna be 15. If I ever caught him doing some shit like that, nah, nah. So, I don't know. No hate or disrespect. Not all WWE fans are like that, believe me. Some of them are the nicest people I've ever met. But, um, I'm gonna say, I just don't see AEW fans being as disrespectful. I'm just... no. Gonna call it how I see it. Part of it, I find, is because AEW has been AEW has been having such a great product. They're fresh. They're new. All the people that are fans of it, the fan base is reinvigorated fans. Whereas WWE is PG, old, just formulate bullshit, and all the fans that are diehard fans of it are pissed off. Because they're not getting the quality content they want, even though they're in denial saying that it's the greatest shit ever. And yet they're going to try and shit on AEW or other promotions because they're still diehard fans of WWE. That's why there's a negative fan base on that side. And that's where there's not as much of a negative fan base on the AEW side. Mm-hmm. I mean, you know, having a social media, um, you see that stuff. You just see everything. And it's... Uh, you just know. see the trends. You just see the yeah. trend online, and it just all—it all points in that same direction every time these ratings come out. You see, you see the same shit every single week. It's weird. I don't know. I couldn't give a shit less about the ratings. I watch what I want to watch when I want to watch it, and that's it. Man, and uh, I, you guys haven't watched uh, Being the Elite for the past couple weeks, have you? No. God damn it! You really got to catch up on that. Cause I do. The, Matt Jackson started a segment on Being the Elite called uh 50 seconds what is it what's the name of it fucking 50 seconds for for the 50 plus (laughs) he he basically does shit for 50 seconds that 50 plus year old people would like (laughs) on on the show and it's fucking epic like uh this week he was like painting like bob ross (laughs) he was painting a picture (laughs) with his with his kid stop he was i swear yes it was hilarious he painted like a picture of uh like a like a beach with some trees and water and he was like talking through it just like you know bob ross does this painting for 50 seconds and because he's trying to eat he, he, like the whole thing is based on the premise of him trying to think of ways to get the 50 plus on their side <laughs> so he comes up with these ideas he's like oh this will work let me do this and then they can just roll into the segment 50, hey, 50 seconds for 50 hold plus. on 50 plus my dad watched some of AEW today okay well, there you go so well, we gotta get him on the podcast as a special guest if you don't know, my dad is the reason I got into wrestling in the first place. Because he so, was a big wrestling fan. So does he, does he he still watches WWE too or he just <sighs> He got old, so he goes to bed pretty early. I don't think he yeah, could can't finish. Stay for those three hour raws. <laughs> nah. 
No. I can't either. Not even that old. No, but he, he couldn't stay up tonight either. So he told my sister to tell me to send him a clip of MJF. So shout out to my dad for wanting to care about what I care about. <laughs> <laughs> oh, but we can roll into that with anything exciting on WWE, Kyle. Because uh, I know you have something exciting to talk about. Yes, I do. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to start with with SmackDown. <laughs> and um, so n- not a whole lot, but there is some interesting things. So it is official. Braun Strowman is still the universal champion. So um, oh. even though he was drowned in the swamp, Bray Wyatt <laughs> did an excellent. Chris, mute yourself. I can't. Mute yourself. That was me. Maria, too. Maria, mute mute yourself, damn it. All right, I'm going to mute it for five Everybody mute yourself. I can't take this, so I'm just going to mute it. So there was an excellent Firefly Funhouse, and uh, Bray Wyatt promises to unleash the darkest version of The Fiend we have seen yet. So that is exhilarating. And Big E is getting a huge singles push. And I, I love that because I've wanted him to get a singles push for a long time. I think he's going to do an excellent job um, as a singles competitor. Bailey, being the incredible heel that she is, she got uh, Bliss Cross Applesauce, now has a ton of uh, angst and a lot of issues. So she said they would have to compete against each other, and the winner gets a title shot. So um, Nikki Cross literally pushed Alexa Bliss uh, at the top of the ramp, and they had a match. Nikki won the match. Um, she uh, she actually faked an injury and rolled Alexa up in a small package for the three count. So that was the big stuff that she happened learned, on SmackDown. She learned, a, uh, she learned a sneaky trick from from her partner. Absolutely. Alexa Bliss would fucking do. Absolutely. That is a, an Alexa <clears throat> Bliss move. Um, on the Raw side of things, three hours. Um so Kyrie Sane is uh, done with WWE. The uh, official statement is that she is going back to her family in Japan, which is wonderful. Um, there's a video that even my cold heart kind of melts to of uh, Asuka talking to Kyrie and talking about how lonely she was on the uh, you know the main roster until Kyrie came along. So I was very entertained by those two. I think Kyrie's a hell of a competitor. So. Um, I hope we see her somewhere again in the future. So what happened in the uh, the Raw Women's title match, Stephanie McMahon last week said, no matter what the outcome, the loser, count out, DQ, whatever, um, loses the belt. So we, we knew what that meant. We knew that it wasn't going to be a three count in the ring. Bailey attacks Kyrie in the back. Oscar runs out to help and gets counted out. And two belts banks is the Raw Women's Champion, whether you like it or not. Um, I've never seen a more a, a much larger deal with it statement than uh, Bailey and Sasha, <laughs> and, and I, I absolutely love it. I think it's great. Just give me an NXT title, too. Screw it. I mean, at this point, um, I, 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 I kind of feel like they're pumping the brakes on them splitting up just because um, they're absolute gold on TV. And the Biggest moment of Raw, in my opinion, was uh, Randy Orton challenged Drew McIntyre for the title at SummerSlam. And um, that's going to be huge because we, when we talked about Randy 
Um, I said, and I'm pretty sure you agreed, Maria, that Randy Orton is the guy. Drew's great, but Randy's the guy right now, yes. in my opinion. They, they tried to make it Seth. No. I mean, Drew, Drew's great, but no. Uh, Randy's the guy. I think he's going to win. He's won three titles at SummerSlams in the past. So um, I, th- I think he's going to win that and get us through this no crowd era as the champion. That, that's just that's how I feel about it. And I feel Drew will have it back once the uh, the crowds return. So uh, and speaking of SummerSlam, there's a good possibility that it's going to be on a boat. The uh, which I think would be pretty freaking cool, actually. So that would be totally different. Mix it up. I can and, hear uh, Chris yeah. Jericho now screaming in the right? background. Yep. But, 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 but it's going to be on a boat, but an empty boat because. Right. The, the SS COVID. Yeah. <laughs> we're, you know, face masking <laughs> and social distancing. Wouldn't be a good idea to be on a cruise ship right now. No, that would suck. But yeah. honestly, at this point, um, I mean, you know, Raw and SmackDown, they're actually good. They were, they were fun to watch. Um. There, there's just a lot going on. I, 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 I don't know. I mean, it'll be interesting to see what happens with the Raw Women's title at SummerSlam because we know um, Sasha doesn't have a great track record of defending at pay-per-views, so, mm. which, which hurts me to say that. I, I, am a mark. Bring up, I did wanted to bring up something uh, about a Raw. I think, I think he's still on Raw. Uh, somebody on Raw. I saw somebody on Twitter well, I saw some dirt sheets on Twitter say that Vince McMahon doesn't think that Aleister Black is the entire package, and that's why they're kind of stalling on his push. He was being pushed. Now he's not being pushed. Listen, elaborate on what oh, he, he, he clarified on that. What, what I've heard and read is that it's not that he's not the total package. It's that they're, they're afraid he's too gimmicked right now, and it's limiting him. Um, so it's almost kind of like... Because I think Aleister Black is a badass competitor, and I think he could cut some serious promos. Um, but that, that's what I heard after reading what you said there. Too gimmicked. Yeah, like his his okay. his character is way too much of like a where there's like where where do you grow right where I mean where where do you where do you make it you put him in an even darker closet to talk out of or what? I mean, you know what I mean? Like, what do you do? They're the ones who made that gimmick for him. And now they're saying, well, yeah, too gimmicked. well, yeah, I mean, but again, that, that, that's, that's corporate backpedaling. <laughs> that's so anyway, go ahead, stupid. Marie, I cut you off. I'm sorry. I don't know. I just don't like dirt sheets, but that's yeah. WWE for you. I don't know. Yeah, I, I read that too, but I, I literally read something today on that where like, let me ask you like, Branding. I don't really know if that's the word, but let me ask you this: Did you did you guys watch Aleister Black on NXT when he was in NXT in his prime? Yeah, okay. I went to a few shows when he was in NXT. Okay. okay, great. So his gimmick there, he wasn't in a fucking closet talking for months on end, waiting for somebody to knock on the door, right? He was, you know, he had his grand entrance, the smoke, the candles, the the, the raising of the, of the pedestal and everything. All that shit. Do you feel like that gimmick? If they would go, if they would go back to that gimmick, do you feel like that that is a, a, a boxed in, too boxed in of a gimmick for him to have? He can't evolve from that. Um, I mean, they evolved Seth in such a weird way. Why wouldn't they be able to evolve 
uh, we've seen guys go from one extreme to the other. Yeah, yeah. And well, we've also seen Aleister Black evolve that gimmick inside of NXT alone. He went from yeah. this brooding, silent person who didn't speak a fucking word, and then when Andrade came through and Zelina was talking shit to him, he would actually have promos against Zelina, and that opened up a whole new world for him. And then he had his run Which is, against Velveteen Dream that was fucking amazing. Just a side note, that's fantastic because they are married. Like that's yeah. Oh, yeah. That's got to be fun. That was fun. That was probably so much. I meant for them. They weren't. Yeah. They weren't married. They weren't married at that time. That's what actually enabled them to start talking and dating. Was that That's that so uh, cool. that time period where they were against Andrade? Yeah, or he was against Andrade. Yeah, but anyway, he, he his evolution inside of NXT alone proves that that gimmick can be evolved and transformed into different variations of itself, and he still be he could still be true to himself. The shit they gave him when he went to the main roster. And now they're blaming him for it is fucking absurd to me. And that's just yet another reason why I cannot stand WWE main roster bullshit that they have going on. Okay, fair enough. Especially considering it's Aleister Black. Because he, he, I mean, NXT, he was one of my absolute He was like a breakout favorites. star in NXT. Oh my God. Yes. I just, it just, man. When him I mean, and and him and Ricochet and Gargano Ricochet, and Ciampa all yeah. went to all went to Raw, and I went to that show and I was just like, this is probably the last time I'm ever gonna really want to see these guys, yeah. <laughs> because yes. they were uh, so they listen, were so good in NXT. Yeah. What you know, Ricochet had no real gimmick thing going on. He was just Ricochet, and he did what he did. He's a high flyer. He does all things he right. He does things that a lot of people, I mean, there's some people that can do it, but he's so fucking good at it. Like he, yeah. like where's his gravity? I don't know. <laughs> uh, he was fantastic in NXT. And I think, I'm going to be honest, when they called him up to the main roster, I think I might have shed a tear because I knew he just wasn't going to be given the opportunities that he was in NXT. I think he should have stayed in NXT. I think he has such star potential. And um, it, you know, you don't even hear about him anymore. No. And it is what it is. And Think I, about who he could be facing in NXT right now. Like, he'd be facing Dexter Loomis. He could be facing Finn fucking Balor right now. He Finn could be in going back to NXT, I wonder, was it his choice or not? And I think it, I think it, um, I think it was, I think he, he, he vouched for it to Triple H and Triple H made the decision. I'm pretty well, sure. That's the best thing that he, he could have done. Absolutely. Cause Finn yeah. Balor was just a smiley boy, pretty face, showed his crotch on the camera every time he came out. And while um, he was goddamn gorgeous doing that, um, sorry for the game. thirst, but yeah. You know, he the camera angles and everything, they kind of made you, like, you're, the women. You're one of those girls that has his baby oil pictures saved on your phone or something? <laughs> <laughs> Act like you don't know that I do. Um, <laughs> uh, you know, I think that him being, going back to his kind of heel role from Japan in NXT, he's still hot. 
he still like you know it's just so it's probably even better now now it's that he better came this, you know, it's this better print, this prince gimmick like the prince yeah. gimmick that he had yeah it's better awesome. it's, it's like whoa like good transformation for him um done well i i'm gonna end it on finn balor <laughs> yes all day okay we can move <laughs> jesus christ so, okay okay summer slam <laughs> SummerSlam on a boat. So what's the big matches? So we got Drew. We got Drew and Orton. That's going to be – Orton's going to drop some fire promos on that, I'm sure. And then we got – what's what's the other, like, top-tier matches they've announced so far on that? Uh, Fiend and Strowman. Fiend Strowman promised to be the darkest Fiend ever. Yes, which means he should literally sacrifice Strowman. So, so he can, like – drown Strowman in the ocean this time and still lose, right? Or whatever bar or bay or harbor they are currently like off the dock, Like, yeah. spear him off the dock and drown him and he'll still lose. Okay. I just want it to be a match, not a cinematic like, on a deserted island match where the SS COVID, like, kind of pulled over and... Watch him, watch him pull some shit like a, a beachside stampede match. <laughs> that would be crazy. Um... Pretty sure Sasha and Asuka going at it again. Um, I mean, Nikki Cross is facing Bailey this Friday for the title, so we'll see where that goes. Um, so there's not a lot of other matches announced yet. Not right now. Okay. No, I think I think by the end of next week it'll be fairly set in stone at that point. Gotcha. Well, you, I mean, you the, the like- bigger the bigger matches tend to be in place. Yeah. Well, interesting you bring up the fact that it's on a, on a boat. I, it got me thinking about um, me and my fiance. We're, we were debating on, like, vacations where we're going to go after for the honeymoon or whatever. We're debating between Florida and a uh, possibility of going on a cruise. I think we opted to go to Florida, but uh, we ended up – yeah, we're, we're definitely going to Florida now. So, But um, also leads me to think about, like – What's your guys' take on? Because because me and her, after we get married, we plan on having kids in that, and I know that you guys have kids. Um, so I wanted to get your guys' opinion on like how because you guys aren't married, you're not getting married yet, you're, you're still in the dating world. So how are you guys dealing with like you know having kids in the dating scene? How does that all play out for you guys? Uh well, for me, my son is again 14 gonna be 15 so it's a little easier to kind of go on I wouldn't go late on a date you know I would just go um on like a, a coffee date or something it's easy enough I can leave him home also not no like 2 a.m dates <laughs> no uh <laughs> but the oh, fuck okay. No, but, you know, I have my dad. I bring him up to my dad sometimes, but. Uh, um, okay, wait, hold on. Are you talking about dating? Or are you talking about. <laughs> Jesus I'm talking about Christ. whatever you're talking about. I'm talking about whatever you're talking I'm about. I'm talking about dating, like 2 a.m. Fuck out of here. I think you saw um, Finn Bauer on the mind. 
Oh, shit. Well, I mean, he's married, but yeah, 2 a.m. for Finn would be a fucking... Sorry. Anyway. <laughs> okay, yeah. I'm a simp. I don't care. So, um, when he was younger, it was hard, you know, like... Uh, and you don't you don't want to introduce here's the thing in the dating world with kids especially when they're really young at any age really you don't want to introduce them to someone you're talking to like long term i guess right you away mean short term sure, you mean short term yeah even long term i feel like there's a certain amount of time that should pass before your kids meet the person that you you need to be 100% comfortable with this person being around your kid. And that takes time and trust and everything. So it wouldn't be like, hey, I met this guy five days ago or even five weeks ago and I'm going to introduce him to my son. I need to know that this person, you know, you don't want to bring people in and out of your kid's life. Do you know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? Yeah, I've had plenty of friends that have done that before and, yeah. and bit the bullet for it because they, they it's gotten their kids' minds messed up in a sense. Because yeah, because you know, they get attached quickly. They get attached quick. Yeah, all kids do. So right. definitely good advice for that. Kyle, how do you um, – I know you have a daughter. Um, I'm not sure how old she is, but uh, how do you deal with, with dating and, and you know, all of that? So she just turned 11. Gotcha. And um, I haven't dated anyone in a little over two years. So um, I took uh, the uh, so I'm like the main caretaker. Um, I have her most of the time. Um, but that like I have the ability to go out and meet people right um and i I can't what's funny when when i uh when i decided that hey i was going to start really making an effort that's when everything locked down in my state so i was like well maybe that's a sign no like i'm not kidding i am not kidding at work i was all excited i'm like i'm gonna go out tonight and i get home to a lockdown so i was like well okay so i'm that was it was a sign from whatever so that moment on, I was just like, shit, maybe it's not the time. Um, you know, I'm lucky. Both of my parents are retired. They don't really have a lot to do. Um, my kid loves them. So, if, you know, if I got serious with somebody, whatever. Uh, I don't want to get into, like, ex bashing, but I will say that when we split up, she had, I'm not even kidding, I'm not kidding, 16 different people in her life. And she introduced them to our kid really fast, you know, and where I'm from, if you have my even if the minor's 17, it doesn't matter. You get a divorce. You have to take a parenting class. And it's it's like a six hour thing. And one of the first things they say is you should you should not be just introducing people into your kid's life because there's already enough things that have changed. So as lame as this is going to sound um like i'm not a sought after dude so um i felt it was my responsibility as a parent to kind of make sure i was 100% available i don't know if that makes any sense at all but it does. if i was if i was with somebody 
And then from a from a guy's perspective, um, this is going to be me complaining a little bit, but I get it. But at the same time, it's really bullshit. When you talk to a woman, the first and it gets to the fact that you're divorced, it's what did you do? You know what I'm saying? What did you do as the uh, man? What did you do? So that has left such a bad taste in my mouth because I got so tired of having to explain the situation. I was like, you know what? Fuck it. So I'm at a point now where I just, I truly don't care. Um, I think it is possible. Um, but I don't know if that's just uh, people in my state are just full of themselves. So um I, I hope that's a part of it, but that that's the, oh, what did you do? What did you do to her? Yeah, well, you know. I want to, I want to ask you, I've never, I've never dated, well, I haven't really dated much, actually, but um, I never dated anyone who, who was divorced, uh, mm-hmm. and I just can't see myself being like, what did you do to make the divorce happen. I mean, as I think if I was, if I did date someone who was divorced, I think it would kind of be talked about over time, but not in the sense that, that the guy necessarily did something wrong. Right. But you're, you're saying that they always would like constantly ask what you did wrong. Yeah. I have they would accuse you immediately. It's, it's the first fucking question at the Holy whole crap. demeanor changes and you're sitting there. And like I said, Listen, I and, and I'm sorry to complain, but um, I, I think it'd be great. But when the five or six times that, that I've had to sit there and endure that, I'm like, you know what? This is bullshit. And, um, you know, it's, it's one thing like uh, when, when you do get a divorce, a lot of times both people are at, are at fault. Yeah. And I've yeah. admitted I've admitted my wrongdoings and I've admitted that towards the end, I was not the best husband. I'm just being honest. But one thing I haven't done is ever sacrificed my kids health, safety mm-hmm. or happiness ever. And, you know, that that's something, again, not ex bashing, but she can't say that. So and she would be the first to admit that now, you know, she, she would admit that. But it, it it's really hard to want to date. Um, when, when that's the bullshit you deal with. I don't understand that attitude, that mindset. I wish people would reach out to me and tell me why. Well, I yeah. I can't answer that because I have a different frame of mind with stuff like that. Like, I don't think that anyone's to blame for anything. And I, if I don't know the situation, it wasn't involved. I'm no one to judge anything, right? But what I will say to you in reference to you saying, and I'm just backtracking here a little bit, uh, by you saying that you're not very sought after, but the fact that you, and maybe they weren't great dates, but the fact that you were able to be on the five or six dates might say something different in my head that maybe you are more sought after than you think. I don't know, Chris, am I wrong? I mean, you got five or six dates, you, you're way ahead of me. <laughs> Well, this was over a course of now it's been 27 months. So, you know, it's a long time. Now, I threw in the towel about six months ago. I was just like, I'm just I'm done. So I haven't even attempted. 
I'm not even going to go anywhere near that realm of questioning, considering in our previous podcast, Kyle has told us about some of his dates. Those were over like my whole life. <laughs> but that wasn't I where I see was how going. Some of those out. I know, but that's, no, I, I that's know. what popped into my head. <laughs> but I'm saying like you are sought after if you were able to even get five or six dates. A lot of people can't. So I think that maybe that they were they, yeah, maybe they weren't the best, but I do think that um, you you definitely you there is somebody that is gonna see something in you. I know you, you've given up now, and that's okay, but I'm I'm sure you'll come back around. Um, but uh, let me not get sappy. <laughs> yeah, no, well, I just let me, I just really hate like you shouldn't hate anything. Um, like I really hate the fact that that is how it's. First of all, I think we mentioned this, like in relationships, when you're in a new one, it's a new relationship, right? I mean, the past will come out, but that shouldn't be the first thing Not you talk about. Not the first thing, nah. But I'm also yeah. honest with people, like, listen, I was married at one time, um, and then I follow it up with, I have a daughter, and I handle my shit. I'm not looking for a mother for this child. I'm looking for somebody to hang out with and potentially grow together with. And then six months down the road, depending on where we're at, you might meet my daughter. Maybe. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Because she's number one all the time. And that and I mean, honestly. The minute they start accusing happy. you. Well, the right. minute they start accusing you of that in the forefront of just texting them and everything that immediately would say, OK, you're not meeting my fucking daughter. You're not even oh, meeting yeah. me. Oh, hell no, because there's no telling what you say to her. And yep. that's another thing too, like you know, when when you're a when you're a single man, some of not I don't want to get into it, but just you know, some of the things you have to, like I said, endure during a process of that, it's pretty ridiculous. Um, so, you know, I, I think I think the number, if you were to put a number on it, like if you have if you're a single parent and you're getting in the dating game, do not rush introducing the kid to this person. There's literally no reason to. None whatsoever. No, no it can only be det- detrimental for the child. Yeah. I mean, for God's sake, I mean, months, in my opinion, months, <clears throat> three, the earliest. That's just. That's because that's I, cutting it close, in my opinion. I yeah, right. You know? Exactly. Yeah. I mean, maybe even six and six. It's like, all right, where are we at? You know, and I, that's would, say, I would say re-eval- after six months to a year. Re- yeah. Like I would reevaluate the relationship that you two have before you even proceed to, you know, introduce her to your child. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, and, and I don't say it like I, like when, when you first start dating and you lay out the fact that you have a child, like I don't say I, I'm not looking for a mother to be insulting. I say that to put them at ease. Right. <laughs> and I say it in a way that like I, I just, you know, I'm trying to get back out there myself. Right. This, this is for me, you know, and. Uh, I like I, I just maybe maybe I'm just way too open, but I think if you have a kid and shit, you need to lay out your responsibilities and um just kind of go from there. You know, I, I think. So, go ahead. So so it just brings up interesting points in my head. I'm just thinking of things. Um, so like I know you have a daughter. Um, do you guys have like have shared custody? Like is that the situation? Yeah. Yeah. So so it brings up the a point of like. How how do you guys? Because I mean, obviously you've had exes if you have kids. So how do you guys put up or 
deal with or handle having your exes in your lives um, going forward in those types of situations? <sighs> I, I can say this real quick, and then the floor is Maria's. Um, she made it so easy to hate her so fast when this whole process began that I didn't shed a single tear. And um, now, since we're no longer together and her problems aren't my problem anymore, we get along just fine. And that's that's the end of that. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, that's hey, good when that you the get is, when, when But we get along. Came... Yeah. Go ahead. And Go I ahead. told her that. I said, you within an hour of being told that this was happening, you made it so easy to not care about you anymore. So, well, also, yeah. also, you probably do get along now because the stress is off of both of your shoulders. Of, of the well, I said, yeah, her, her bullshit well, so. is no yeah. longer my bullshit. Exactly. <laughs> it's the, it's exactly. the 42 different dudes she's been with bullshit. Well, do you guys, do you, well, Kyle, for you, do you have any, like, other, like, exes that just kind of stay in your life? Like, that you're friends with now and whatever, you know? No. Kind of thing? No? Okay. No. All right, Maria, what's your uh, take <laughs> on it? Uh, <laughs> um... Well, I mean, my my son's father and I split up when he was like two. Um, it was a little tough in the beginning. Um, I struggled a lot. Talk about that another time. Um, but I moved down. We, we stayed in communication. We fought a lot because we just didn't see eye to eye with certain things. And um, I think we're in an okay place now, but we don't talk much. My son is old enough, like I said, he's old enough to come and go as he pleases when it comes to family. Like he'll say, I want to go see my grandmother. I want to see my dad. I want to see my grandfather. Like he has his things, you know. Um the custody agreement that we have is from 2006. So we never updated it. When I moved down from North Jersey to South Jersey, I took Aiden with me, my son. And he's autistic, which uh, we didn't know until we moved down here. No one up north was able to diagnose him, which I think is bullshit. And, uh, put him in the schools down here and right away they got on it. They helped him and he's thriving. Was that, um, the, was that the main reason why you moved from North to South Jersey? No. I mean, okay. we didn't know like, well, I kind of knew because it's your kid, you know, you know, like there's something yeah. off about them. Um, but I couldn't pinpoint it to it being, it's more on the Asperger side, which they don't use that term anymore. High functioning. Um, but think that we just the schools are better down here than where we were we were not in a the best area I guess you could say um but they definitely did a good job helping him and his dad is uh a wanderer I guess he kind of does his own thing and my son talks to him when he calls every now and then there's no you know I th think if anything he's just thankful that Aiden is getting the proper care that he needs and I'm he's getting good grades and stuff now and he's not having a hard time so I think there's a mutual understanding there and he was okay with me taking him down here because 
at this point in my life, I am able to provide the better lifestyle for him. Uh-huh. So it was kind of, it, it had to be done. Um, and as far as keeping with other exes, I think for the most part, I'm friends, if not some even best friends with my exes, honestly. Mm. I literally maybe one or two, one passed away, so I can't talk to him anymore, but I've always kept kind of a good open communication with them and just, you know, there would never be a round two, but, you know, I think that goes back to our platonic relationships that we talked about the one time. I think it's very possible to stay friends with your ex. I don't know. I mean... Depends on the situation, but yeah. Yeah, and some of them, most of them were before I had my son, too, so I was young. But yeah, some of them still talk to their family. I just, I'm just like that. Like, you know, people are important to me when they come into my life. Mm-hmm. I like to keep it, keep them as some type of importance. And the way to do it is you're made friends. Yeah. Are you excited to get married and have kids and all that yeah. fun stuff? Yep. It's going happening in November. So nice. Yep. We uh got all the planning stages of it, you know. We got everything solidified. There was there was an instance where we we found a photographer online. Um, you know, you go on Facebook and you search for shit. You know, people mm-hmm. that do photography for good prices, whatever. We found a photographer. And then one day we were checking up on, you know, just the different thing, different uh, things we had going on. And we, we just went to her profile page on Facebook, her business page on Facebook. And it was completely gone. It was like a broken link. It was like, it's like she, you know, just... Didn't ex- doesn't exist anymore. So we had to actually, like, we had already paid a two hundred and seventy dollar deposit. So we actually had to like do like a PayPal wow. dispute. Yeah, a PayPal dispute and wait like thirty days for them to try and contact her. Then we had to escalate it, wait another ten days, but we finally got the money back for that. But we found another photographer that's more reliable. <laughs> but that was. Our first uh, scare of like, you know, we're getting shit together. We got the plans ready and then something fails. So, yeah. 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 But yeah, I'm excited. I'm definitely excited. And then we're going to have we're going to have the wedding. um, I believe it's the first week in November. And then after that, we're going to Florida. So I might not be on the podcast for an episode or two during that time period. But. Yeah, that's fine. Understandable. It'd be nice if we were invited to the wedding. I'm <laughs> just kidding. <laughs> you guys want to fly? If you guys want to fly over here and just go to the wedding, feel free to. Are you joking? I just want to fly no. in general. Well, I mean, if you want, come on. You're invited. You're both invited. You don't want to fly over here. Uh, what the hell was I going to say? Oh, I've never been married. I don't know what that's like. I'm the only one. Well, I was engaged, but that was short-lived, and I've never been married, so I don't know. And I don't know if I ever will be. 
This will be my second marriage. Oh, so you both have experience in the whole marriage thing. Oh, I'm the rookie yeah. here with that. I never, that's the one thing I was like, I ain't fucking ruining that. I mean, <laughs> I ruined my whole life. I ain't fucking, the, when I get married, it's it's going to be right. That's it. Well, at least you're holding off the right one. Yeah. I Well, <laughs> I think I'm, I am the one. So. <laughs> you, you are the right one. <laughs> okay, MJF. No, I don't mean it like that, but. But I do think that's a good way to end off this episode. Love and marriage. Yeah. Love, marriage, and wrestling. Ugh. What more is there in the world? I don't know. Food. Food? Duh. I thought you said poon. Yeah. Well, yeah, that's it. I'm glad I wasn't the only one that heard that, judging by Maria's reaction. On that note, let's end the podcast there. <laughs> yeah, let's do that. <laughs> All right. Well, All right, uh, guys. Thanks, <laughs> thanks for tuning in to this uh, well, res- wrestling-heavy podcast, I think. And uh, a little, got a little deep. But, um, a little bit. A little yeah. bit. Yeah. yeah. Check us out next week for episode 11. Maybe we'll have something special who knows? Yeah, Sasha Banks is the champ. Deal with it. <laughs> Boom. Jesus. Had to get it in. <laughs> All right. See y'all. All right. Well, talk to y'all next week. Later. Later.